Enlorn. And I'm Donna Grace. Welcome to the Life Rebalanced Podcast. Okay. Oh, gosh. So here we are. Gosh, what is this? What day is it? I don't even know what day it is. I know. That's how this feels. One day is blending into the next in this complete like new normal of work from home, school from home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about work-life integration. I know. I've, I've, this is happening. Say, this is slightly more extreme than I ever <laughs> expected to be. It's hard. It is. It's really hard. And I've got to say, we probably have the best situation you can possibly have in that our profession is set up so that we can essentially work from anywhere. Yeah. For the most part. Mm -hmm. And from a cash flow standpoint, yeah, our income's absolutely going to take a hit this year, but we're planners by nature and Mm -hmm. we know to expect that, you know, every eight to 10 years or so, this is going to happen. So I anticipate having a reduction in income, um, but a lot of people don't. So we're blessed in that we expect this to happen every now and then. We don't know why it's going to happen or when it's going to happen, but we prepare for it. Or a lot of people don't. So I can just imagine if I'm feeling the amount of disarray. And, and I want to yes. say disarray as opposed to anxiety because I'm not feeling anxiety, but I am feeling out of sorts. Definitely. And that life has changed. And it's a collective feeling. It's not just us as individuals. And to I did figure out what day it is, Donna. It's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, what, it's, it's what are we? <laughs> March, March, is it the 25th? So we're like a month. I got to tell you, it's March 25th. It's my grandmother's 95th birthday Oh my goodness. Today. Yes, it is. Oh. <laughs> it is. How is she doing? She's, so she's in a nursing home and um, this is going to sound super crazy too. So when you're 95, I mean, you are technically at your end of life anyways, mathematically, right? right? But right. she's, um, she went through a period of declining health and she's on hospice care. And when you're at that point, even though the nursing homes are all under quarantine, if someone is at end of life, they will allow visitors to come in and say a final goodbye kind of thing. So we were under that protocol and I went in to say goodbye and it was very interesting. I went in, one person at a time was allowed. And honestly, I just felt blessed Mm -hmm. that they were letting us in at all. Yeah. And I go upstairs and she had been moved into a private room. And so I asked for her room. And they said, oh, she's in the dining room. I was like, all right, Mm. in the dining room. So I'm over here with like gloves and mask on and everything. And I walk in, Mm -hmm. she's just sitting there with another woman with like (laughs) jello. Like she was literally sitting there. And I was like, all right, we all go in different ways. You know, it's different for all of us. And I sit down and she's legally deaf anyway. She's um, been hearing impaired for most of her life, but Mm -hmm. can read lips and has some level of hearing with her hearing aids. So I'm typing messages into the notes app on my phone so she can read it. She's getting everything. I'm showing her pictures and videos of the kids. Mm-hmm. Suddenly a nurse walks in and says, ah, we need to talk to you about your grandmother. So I said, all right. We came into a private room. I'm like, I'm not sure what the right way to say this is, but um, your grandmother's not dying. I was like, oh, goodness. Okay. I was like, I'm glad to hear that. Right. And I was kind of thinking that. Mm-hmm. And in fact, back in October, she went through a similar period where she had stopped eating, wasn't responding at all. Right. And then gradually started responding again. And that just happened. So wow. she doesn't want to eat anything unless it's custard, jello, apple cobbler, ice cream. She's good for that. <laughs> yeah. But I it mean, 
mean, we, she's 95. She can eat what she wants, right? Go for it. Go for it. That's how I'm going out. But right? it was super awkward because now we're at the point where, okay, now we have social isolation protocols to consider. And they're right. like, we're really sorry, but we can't have visitors. I'm all about it. I'm all about practicing smart social distancing. And right. I said, you do not need to apologize to me. I will say goodbye. Yeah. And, and it was like, it was crazy. Happy and sad news at the same time. It was really crazy. I'm glad that she's not dying, obviously. I'm super right. happy that she got to have her birthday. I'm so sad that nobody can celebrate it with Aww. her. She's in a wonderful home. I mean, the staff there are just absolutely fantastic. They're so loving and so caring. Yeah. But these are like the little stories happening along the way. Right. In this crazy time. I know. It's totally the reminder that life goes on. People are born. People die. People get married. People have birthdays. Everything is still happening, even though we're in this strange strange phase that hopefully is very temporary. Oh my gosh. I hope it's temporary. But at this point, there's, there's not. We know it's temporary. We just don't it know is, how long. Right. Well, and I think that the very unique thing, obviously, is that everyone is home. It's not just that we're dealing with, we've dealt with the stress of recession before. We've dealt with the stress of the stock market and, and acting as financial advisors during those times, but then to layer on the fact that we as in our personal lives are also dealing with this at home with our young kids who are trying to to learn still and learn remotely. I don't know what your kids are doing. My kids are, they have some assignments and their teachers have been on some Zoom. So we have an odd situation. I'm not really sure what the rules around it are, but for our elementary school students, they're not allowing Zoom um, inciting privacy issues. Not really I sure. I can totally understand that. But they're allowing it for the middle school and the high school kids. So I'm not okay. really sure exactly what it is. Here's the thing. I'm not questioning it because I'm just grateful that they're trying to do anything. These teachers had to literally, in a week's time, learn an entirely new way of teaching, get a curriculum yes. up online. And let's be honest, I mean, we had um, an expectation of two weeks out and then reassess. Mm -hmm. I don't see us going back. I, I don't know. No, no. I mean, I suppose it's possible, but I would be shocked if we went back to school at this point because, I mean, the only way to stop this, the only way to get our economy going again is to address the health issue. Mm -hmm. And the health issue does not get addressed if we're casual about this. Mm -hmm. We need to be serious and stay in and stay away from other people. And let's be frank, it sucks. Like, yeah. It really really does. But if we don't just like take it right now, it's going to be a lot worse, you know? Yeah. No, it is. And it, it's not pretty at my house. I don't I will paint the picture for you of what's going on right at this moment. So Donna, you and I obviously decided we needed to have just a chat and yeah, maybe we're enjoying a cocktail at the same time. If by maybe you mean definitely, then yes. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. So if you hear, if you hear ice clinking or, um, yeah, that's what that you is. You can't hear my swishing, my We've wine. had no. <laughs> swirling. It looks, it looks really beautiful. I can see it. We've had a little bit of a stressful few weeks. We'll probably have a few stressful more. But so right now in my house, I'm in my closet talking to you. It's, oh, six o'clock in the evening. 
my children are probably eating Cheetos and playing video games. <laughs> you know what? In this new normal. And at this point, that's what's happening. That is what's happening. So in talking about, you know, what's, what are our priorities right now and what are we letting go of? Oh my goodness. My priorities right and, now are letting, honestly, at home, my priorities are just letting my kids know that everything's going to be fine and that right. like we're adaptable. We, we are adaptable people. Yes. <laughs> and from a professional standpoint, it's being adaptable. And it's letting our clients know that, you know, we're still here and we're working through this together and we, Mm -hmm. and we'll come out on the other side. And I think most people have like been investors long enough to know that there is another side. We just have to get to it. Yeah. It's just painful as you're going through it. It is painful. It is painful. And, and I think that we in particular now, obviously people in the medical field are feeling the brunt of this and thank God for all of them. And just, I can't imagine putting yourself at risk, obviously is terrifying, but to your point, it is what's going to end this is to deal with it from a medical Mm -hmm. perspective. And everyone needs to heed the warnings and stay in and practice social distancing. But um, short of people in the medical profession, I think that we're we're feeling a lot of this as financial advisors navigating through this with our clients. So for me, I don't know about for you, but for me, prioritizing really interfacing with the clients and taking care of those essential things that need to be taken care of. And then second to that, obviously taking care of my kids, but taking care of myself. So I've really let myself be selfish. And if I need to take a nap in the afternoon and everything is handled, I'm going to lay down and take a nap. Or if I need to just go outside and get some fresh air and go for a walk, that's what I'm going to do because we have to stay healthy and focused to be able to do the things that we need to be doing for our clients and for our families. And so essentially that right now looks like doing the essential tasks to keep things running and letting go of all the projects that we were trying to accomplish or all the things we were trying to do to get ahead. And right now those seem so distant and unimportant. That's on the B list, I would say. Yes. Like that stuff is on the B list right now. And it's interesting because in our profession, when we're in times of, and not to be like melodramatic or anything, but when we're in times of crisis like this, it actually presents opportunities as well, Uh right? Because there is definitely the getting the essentials done Mm -hmm. part, right? And right now, essentials look like caring for clients in a lot of different ways, helping Mm -hmm. them not be pushed to anxiety-based decisions but mm-hmm. recognizing when they're feeling anxiety and helping put them in a position so that they can sleep at night, right? So yes. the same decisions aren't going to be made for every client, right? Everyone's right. a little bit different. And then also mm-hmm. wanting to make sure that for the clients who maybe aren't feeling as much anxiety, like maybe they're not as close to retirement or not taking withdrawals, but making sure that we see the opportunity there mm-hmm. and how we can take a bad situation and make the best of it. So for us, mm-hmm. you know, there are technical things we can do 
But the same thing applies to other parts of life. And I've loved a lot of what I'm seeing in that regard, like seeing it with kids who, you know, we can't, they can't all play together. But in our Mm -hmm. neighborhood, we had a parent, God bless them. They literally went out in our street because no one's driving, right? Right. Literally went out in our street and made squares. And the kids each sat in their own square and did sidewalk chalk. So they were far apart from each other, but they were all doing that is so cute. The same thing. Um, and we it was it was cute. Um it's hard, it's it's hard though, like wanting people to feel connected and letting them feel connected, but at the same time being safe about it. So it's a lot there. Yes. And and we are such social beings to not be able to socialize the way we might be used to is really tough. It is tough. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's hard for everybody. I mean, let's be honest, like I'm in the Northeast, so we're a solid uh, week and a half into this truly implemented social distancing. And, you know, my neighbor across the street waved and said hi today. And like, this is going to sound super dramatic, but he goes, I have got to get back to work. If I don't get back to work soon, I'm going to slip my wrists. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh my goodness. Super dramatic. Um, but it's um, and it's not because he doesn't love his wife because he does. It's because right. people are starting to feel anxiety inside from having their decisions taken away. It's a control issue. Yes. We do not have control yes. over this and we have to be accepting of it. I have faltered in that I let my routines go. To a degree, I'm trying really Mm -hmm. hard to get back on track. And I said that to Matt tonight. I was like, I really need to get myself back into my normal routine because I think this is Mm going to last a lot longer than I initially thought it was going Mm -hmm. to last. And you can be out of a routine Mm -hmm. for a few days or even a week because that's like a vacation. But if we're talking a month, no, that doesn't work. No. You know, we we've talked about, oh, you can slide, right? You can right. You can hop off the bicycle and hop back on as long as you don't stay off too long. Well, yep. right. I feel like I'm in danger of hopping off for too long. Yes. And um I definitely need to get back on track there. That's something I recognized about myself today. I am with you on that feeling. It, absolutely because we're just so completely thrown off. I mean, everything is different. You can't even I have to stop and remind myself that I can't go out to eat somewhere. Even. I know. <laughs> it's, I'm really looking forward to going out to eat again. It's, it's okay to let ourselves break the routine. And I think that's normal. Any type of adjustment period. We've been in an adjustment period, getting used to this sheltering in place, staying at home, not having access to the things that we're used to having access to or socializing the way we're used to socializing. And I think we're all very resilient and we'll learn to adapt and adjust. It's it's really interesting to see, most notably in restaurants, to see them adapt and adjust because they want to stay afloat through this period. And so to see the creative things they're doing in just making totally different menus available for people to pick mm-hmm. up and have meals as opposed to coming in to eat or... Even, I mean, we're using Zoom right now. Zoom is just exploding. Amazing. <laughs> well, they're amazing, first of all, but it's just exploding all of the things that we're capable of doing in the time that we're in. I'm, I'm just very grateful for all of it. Think about how quickly our world adapted. We already are used to using technology for business in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. 
So it was not such an extreme shift for us, but there are other industries that are like, and I just think about education, like at the elementary level, at the elementary level, I mean, the personal connection is so important. And the way we've seen our education system, our teachers just so quickly hop on board, learn a new way to, to provide education and connect with kids. And the way we're seeing kids just say, you know what? Yes. I don't understand this, but I'll, I'll try. Kids are so adaptable. I mean, thank goodness, right? Yes. It's really quite remarkable. It is. My, um, like you were just mentioning about restaurants, uh, local, a local business, small business spin studio, you know, like uh-huh. the spin bikes. Yeah. So they do monthly memberships. So in order to keep their revenue going, they said, if you are someone who has like an unlimited monthly membership, you can instead rent a bike from us. Oh. And so for a similar price, they delivered bikes to the homes of those people so mm-hmm. they could keep their cash flow going. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It maintains the relationship with those people so those people don't go and buy Pelotons instead. Yes. I thought that was very, very innovative and like really quick and very cool and a great way to serve your community. So there are some businesses that can, there are some that can't, yes. but um, I'm, I'm loving watching people be adaptable. As am I, the creative problem solving that's happening is really inspiring in a lot of ways. And I think it's something, it's something I'm at least trying to expose my children to. So thinking about, you know, I'm not going to be the best instructional teacher when it comes to their traditional classes, but I can take this opportunity to teach them other life skills that I wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to have the time to teach them. We, we learned how to clean a toilet today. <laughs> and that was Which, home ec. Yes, home it was. Economics it was. 101. It was. So I think we're all just adapting and adjusting and making the most of it and trying to find a new normal. The hard part is, like you said, we know it's a temporary normal, but it might be a prolonged temporary. So to adapt and adjust mm-hmm. and modify your habits and behaviors so that you can get back on track once our normal normal is back in place is is really critical. Yeah, I think that I, like many people, anticipated this being a shorter thing. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why I wasn't so vigilant about mm-hmm. sticking to my morning routine. I like gradually was getting up later and later. Yeah, yeah I've got to get back on track there. Because it's it's important for my kids too to see me keeping a regular schedule, I think. Yes. But I don't I can't get off track because I still need to be serving people. I still need to be showing up for my family. And I know that I feel better about myself when I'm taking good care of myself. And I yes. know that to take good care of myself, I need to stick to a routine. So You do? Yeah. Thanks. And thanks for this call. I know Lauren, because every- I'm gonna need to get my butt back on track. Well, not only that, but every <laughs> once in a while, you just need to hang out and have a drink with your girlfriends too. So, you know, that is, we have to do that remotely and we can make it work. That is true. I got to say, I probably connected with people more than, than I typically would like at night. So I've had phone calls and video chats and stuff mm-hmm. with friends that I probably typically wouldn't, but I don't know. I think we're all just getting into this, um, this flow yes. of of saying, hey, let's pick up a video chat. Let's do this and yeah. that. So I'm finding myself connecting with people that maybe I didn't connect with as much, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. 
It is. There will be long-term positive effects from this once we get through it. One thing that this will have an effect on, I would say that is sort of positive going forward is having people think about the need to plan as planners. Like I said before, you know, we anticipate having a downturn at some point, having a reduction in income. And so we make sure that we have that rainy day fund or at least know what we're going to expenses we're going to cut out if we mm-hmm. had to, right? Mm-hmm. But we're seeing a lot of small businesses that don't have that in place. Um, and we know that a lot of people are, you know, $400 away from bankruptcy essentially because they're living right. paycheck to paycheck. So I'm glad to see all of the, the emergency package that we're waiting to get signed officially to come through that will have money going directly to Americans and directly to small businesses. But I hope that people will take a step back and realize that there are some things that just cannot be anticipated. There are things that are out Mm -hmm. of our control. And Mm -hmm. when we are in control, we have to be planning for that rainy day and knowing what our contingency plans are going to be Mm -hmm. um, so that you know, something like this will come up again. It won't be a global health pandemic, right. but it'll be something else. Well, that's absolutely be definitely, else. definitely. And I think we've become complacent with this really long economic cycle we've been experiencing. It's been a while since any of us have really thought about this. And we're very fortunate on the one hand that given the nature of the crisis, there is some widespread relief efforts, but next time around, or if this is something that just happens to your particular industry, you may not experience that support. And it it really is important to plan and anticipate these kinds of things. And I hope that this is a good reminder for people to do that. What did our friend Maggie share with us? That So she is a millennial and she's like mm-hmm. in her very early 30s mm-hmm. and her adult life experience has just been insane. She said that when she was 13 or 14 was when 9-11 happened. Mm -hmm. And so her like teenage years were colored by anxiety over, frankly, global terrorism and war. Mm -hmm. She came into adulthood, into the Great Recession of 2008. Mm -hmm. So came out of school with a good education and a great GPA and could barely find a job. Mm -hmm. And now that she's in her 30s and hitting her stride and doing well, she's hit with a global health pandemic. And that Mm -hmm. entire generation take so much slack, frankly, from everyone else. But the fact is they have been dealt a lot of challenges and likewise taught a lot of resiliency. Yes. But I think it's just a great lesson that there will always be something. Yes. I I was, you literally took the words out of my mouth. I think the takeaway from that is that we always think, well, once we get past this, or once we get this, or once I get this job, or once I get this raise, or once this happens, that's just flawed logic. That doesn't happen. We, we simply have to adapt and grow and adjust constantly and realize that there are always going to be challenges. And frankly, that's part of the joy of life. Wow. Now that was some serious framing. Well done, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> the challenges really are, are the joy of life. It's part of our life and we learn new skills and build new resiliencies and learn new things about Mm -hmm. ourselves and through all those challenges. You talk about it being the journey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's the journey. Mm -hmm. The challenges are definitely part of the journey. Yeah, so here we are. (laughs) We are. Well, I'm glad we got to talk. Me too. And I'm glad you guys are doing well and adjusting to your social distancing and uh, 
we're, we're just we're just gonna roll with it. We are gonna roll with it and and try to get back to a better routine. Absolutely. Uh,